Hi, this is Michelle Sarna and welcome to the 11th installment of our podcast, Teshuva Return and Reboot, where we reflect on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. It is my privilege to join you on this journey during Chodesh Elul as we consider different perspectives of Teshuva. So today I wanted to turn to the al Chachatanu. Tefillah, which is, uh, we had mentioned is one of the two pillars of the Tefillah on the Yamim Noraim. And it's to focus on the Al-Chechatanu, um, the refrains that actually refer to sins of thought. Um, and actually, um, the majority of the sins that we mention in Al-Chechatanu are not actually ben adam lemakom, between man or woman and Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's actually um, could be between, it, between oneself and others or within oneself. And there's one chait um, in particular that we identify, which is Tsarut Ayin, Al-Chechatanu Lefanecha B'Tsarut Ayin, which is one that's always kind of begged begged for attention. I think it's a really powerful phrase, having narrow vision. What does it mean to have narrow vision? So there's many different ways of looking at that, but I'd like to focus on a perspective of maybe having narrow vision versus a more compassionate or generous perspective as being judgmental or not giving others the benefit of the doubt, not thinking generously, magnanimously about other people. And there's a lot of research about this. I wanted to focus on one way of thinking about how we think, which was developed by a psychologist who um, ended up working in Harvard and a lot of different um, institutions. His name is Chris Argerus, and he developed something called the ladder of inference. In the ladder of inference, there's an understanding that we have different levels of thinking, and it's, it's a metaphor that helps us understand how we think. And at the bottom rung, and if we imagine every time we're having a thought, we're quickly jumping up all these rungs with our thought, which then lead to an action. So first we make an observation. And within that observation, we're actually choosing to focus on parts of stimuli that we're noticing in our environment. So we can be observing a lot of different things happening simultaneously, but part of our observation is what we choose to hone in on and to focus on. We then take the selected data that we've chosen to chosen to focus on and we add meaning to those selected observations. We try to make sense of what's happening. Um, and then we make assumptions based on our meeting, meanings. And then we draw conclusions from our assumptions. And then we adopt beliefs based on the conclusions that we've made. And finally, we take actions based on our beliefs. So according to Argus's model of the ladder of inference, we are very rapidly taking um, the world around us in through a series of stages that are basically 
based on our selection of what to focus on, the meaning we make of what we're observing, the assumptions that we make based on meaning, the conclusions we render, and the beliefs that we basically adopt based on our conclusions, and then we take actions, which is why people can perceive the same exact scene and really go, um, really render different conclusions. So an example um, that I learned based on Argus is if you, for example, see somebody, you're waiting for a parking spot and you've been waiting there for a while and then suddenly somebody swiftly pulls in and steals the spot. And you might choose to focus on the fact that they that they took your spot, which means that they are completely uncaring about anybody else. And they just literally um, knew that you were waiting and just went into that spot anyway, just thinking about themselves. You might assume that this is probably because they were raised by parents who are very self-centered also and don't think about the community and other people around them and these are the values that they got from home you might conclude that they are selfish person that does not care about the world around them and is and is likely just a menace to society overall you might then make beliefs that any make a belief based on this conclusion that anybody that looks like that person or that has the same license plate from the same state or drives the same type of car must also be like that person and should be someone that you avoid completely interpersonally and professionally. And then you may take an action to confront the driver, yell at them, scream at them, or tell other people um, about how horrible this person and those types of people are. So um, hopefully this was a little bit exaggerated, but uh, many of us just go quickly up the ladder without realizing how many jumps we're making from different rungs based on the raw data of what we observed, like the... And in fact, there are different ways of not only giving people the benefit of the doubt and judging them favorably, but actually helping ourselves render more accurate conclusions based on the facts before us. So we can try to analyze and test our assumptions and meanings. We can try to look more deliberately at all of the data instead of selecting certain data and and try to think critically about what we're choosing to observe and how we're looking at it because there are many other alternative um, alternative assumptions or meanings we can ascribe to the fact that someone just stole our spot. Perhaps they didn't see us. Perhaps there is an emergency that they need to attend to in the store that we're waiting outside. Perhaps they um, have an urgent matter that they need to take care of and they um, didn't even have a moment to apologize. So there's many other equally logical and rational ways of describing the, the, the behavior that we observed. So thinking about our ladder of inference and trying to slow down how we're going up the rungs is a way to help us prevent 
judging someone unfavorably. Now, I had a situation in my life many years ago next to the Center for Student Life at NYU, where my husband has been working for close to two decades, and I've been working with the Jewish community in different capacities um, and to different extents. There was a very fancy hair salon, and we would always be um, excited to go to the Bronfen Center and to engage with students. And at the time, I was teaching shurim or learning or helping students develop programs. And but I would always kind of just run past this hair salon, and it looked very fancy and just very not in tuned to the spiritual goals that we were trying to reach at the Bronfen Center right next door. So I probably made all these assumptions of what the the owner of the hair salon was like based on the fact that it was this very swanky village hair salon um, that seemed to have all this like fancy ritzy clientele. And I think I said hi, but I wasn't super friendly. I never tried to engage in conversation. And I usually had like a bunch of little kids with me and kind of just quickly went by. Now, so I had made all these assumptions, which led to this action of like not really being so friendly or trying to engage the owner. And now at one point it was Pesach and we were about to have lunch at the Bronfman Center and I passed by the hair salon and the owner happened to be right outside and he said, happy Pesach. And I took a second look. I had passed him before so many times and I never realized that he was Jewish, knew, a, knew that it was Pesach. And we ended up getting to a very long conversation in which he described his spiritual journey and how Judaism has been so important to him. And in fact, he leads Seder for his extended family and feels so committed to keeping his family together in that way through religious traditions and how passionate he is about Pesach in particular and how meaningful that holiday is for him. So I ended up inviting him to the lunch and it was wonderful. And we he also ended up a, a little while after doing the upshare in for our son, um, who was three, obviously, at the time and is now 14. Um, and it was a really meaningful event. And having him there actually elevated the spirituality because I realized how much um, he had. He really was attuned to the religious and spiritual dimensions in his life. So um, I that was one of many examples of when I jumped up my ladder of inference without questioning my assumptions. And it could have led to me really not engaging with someone that ended up having uh, we had a meaningful connection with and I learned a lot from. So I bless all of us that during this month, we and always we take a moment to really question our assumptions and think before we jump from observations to making meanings, assumptions, conclusions, beliefs, and actions, and really take a moment to analyze and question and test our assumptions. Have an amazing, thoughtful day.